All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, March 30th of 2023. It is opening day of the MLB season. Uh, you know, good luck to all of you playing any opening day contest. Going to be a long, fun day of baseball if you're able to tune in or, or catch, uh, keep up with the scores as the day goes on but a lot of dfs action coming at you today uh like we said baseball i know golf teed off this morning there is an 11 game hockey slate still going strong and then there is a two game nba slate so ton of dfs action coming at you today and um you know also looking ahead to the weekend we got xfl got nascar um i'm not sure if we have f1 i I do not believe we have mma this weekend taking a weekend off there uh but great time to be playing dfs so if you are not joined up with saber sim just uh found this show interested in our optimizer we have a seven day no strings attached free trial in the description my name is andrew one of the coaches over here at saber sim this is a show where we go over how to use the saber sim app answer any and all dfs related questions you can post questions live in the youtube chat or in the office hours channel in our Discord server, if you're not in our Discord, there is also a link to join the Discord in the description. Highly recommend it. Um, you know, a lot of good notifications. We have sim alerts. We have news. We have um, that's like the primary place that we communicate to to our uh, users and our uh, customer base. So great. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, I would highly recommend joining it. But that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, Looks like we have two questions to get us going today. I know that everybody's been busy making sure their lineups are in and uh, they're all set. I hope you guys are playing over on Owner's Box. There was some overlay in the contest today and they are guaranteed prize pools. So, you know, another great reason to be playing over on Owner's Box. And um, if if anybody isn't aware of that promotion, we do have a page uh, that that, um, has all of that information let me just pull it up really quickly so for anybody interested in learning more about owner's box we do have that uh where did i put that i will uh i will find that and and show it to you guys later not sure where it went but anyways getting back to the show gonna hit our first question here that came in from safe bet uh looks like possibly a bug possibly uh running into some issues here we do have a little bit of time today so we could troubleshoot this and see what's going on so safe bet said been playing around with dk mlb builds uh let me go over to dk mlb here set an aggregate rule combined with a stack filter to give me all five three stacks with projected score sums above 100 it pumped out 500 five threes uh, but not all of them are above 100 combined projected scores that by design or am I missing something? Uh, so not sure we could try and figure it out. Um, my, my first inclination here is that a hundred projected points might be a lot. Um, not like particularly sure, but let's just, uh, let's just run a build on default settings here and then we'll sort by projected score. And then, uh, we'll do, we'll do two things overall here. So 22.27. If anybody is uh, keeping up with MLB, Aaron Judge hit a home run on his first at bat of the season, picking up right where he left off. Dude is an animal. But uh, but let's get some lineups going. Let's see what's going on. I, so this is like a default build, no rules, no uh, filters, anything like that. I, I just kind of want to see what 
some of like the top projected score lineups are here and and then um kind of work backwards from there all right so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna come in here i'm gonna sort by projected score so our top lineup is projected score 109 and we have just scrolling Uh, let's let's look at our entire pool. So there's only about 200 and like 20-ish, 221 lineups in, in this set that are over 100 projected score. I think the problem is that the projected score aggregate rule is just probably a little high here. Um, and, and the builder is just having trouble finding enough lineups that meet that criteria. So all it's doing is building like the next possible best lineup that it can build. So I would, um, I would just review that. I think if you're ever looking for, you know, a uh, baseline projected score, or you want to kind of get a feel for the slate, see what kind of slate it's going to be. Uh, I would just run a cash build, just come in here, set your, um, set your settings to cash and just, um, just run a handful of lineups. Maybe just run like 20. Uh, I, I You could run more. The cash builder does work slower. People have like written into support asking that question. So just so everybody's aware, um, what the cash builder is trying to do is it is trying to solve for the mathematical optimal lineup based on projected score. So it is building the highest projected score lineup it can build and then the second highest projected score and then the third and then so on and so on, right? So that is a very like uh, intense calculation. So that that ends up taking a lot longer. What we're doing with our GPP builder is is different. We are not optimizing for projected score. We're optimizing, you know, for for upside, for upside correlation. Um, you know, we're bucketing these sims, and then they all get spit out, and then Saber Score goes through and grades them all based on those criteria. So the two builders work differently. The cash builder will usually be much slower here, but um, we ran a cash build, 20 lineups. Our top projected score is 112 uh, fantasy points here. And so I I just have a feeling that the issue was not with, with the rule or not with the stack types. It was just with the availability of enough combination of the lineups that met that criteria um, from the sims that we sampled. All right, next question here from WBODT. Question says, any recommendations on a minimum bankroll to get started on DK? Uh, I think this is an interesting question. I would say that, you know, if you, if you, if you kind of work backwards, right? So if you go and look at our DFS profit plan, we say to play like 2.5% to 5% of your bankroll on a daily basis uh, or like, you know, up to that amount on a daily basis. So just just as like a general rule uh that that concept is is like the smaller your bankroll the closer you should uh well i don't want to say that <laughs> this is how i feel i guess personally uh the 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 smaller your bankroll the more i think that it's okay to play closer to the five percent side and then as your bankroll kind of grows and and you're entering more and more contests more and more entry fees um 
I would be a little more careful with that and uh, kind of move closer to that 2.5%. At least that's like what I did uh, when, when I was coming up. I was playing more aggressively uh, early on, and then I had uh, started to to scale even, even beyond or even lower than 2.5%. Um, I think you get to a certain, certain level and, and it's the, the numbers get bigger and, uh, even 2.5% cannot feel, uh, comfortable at times. And you want to scale that down even further. I think that's like totally okay. But as, as a good baseline, if I had to give a recommendation, I would probably say like $200. Uh, if you have $200, that means that you could play $10 a, a night and that gives you opportunities to play like um, the quarter jukebox for $5. You get to play a dime time for like, they have like the 4,000 entry dime times. So then that's like another $2. And then you could probably play like the $1 and the $2 single entry. And then boom, that's your $10 for, per night. You have a 70, 30 split with diversifiers and elevators, and you can uh, work it up from there. But that's, that's what I would probably think is like a good baseline. I think if you go like, hundred dollars. Well then, you know, now you only really have $5. So you can play like a dime time and then, you know, a single entry and a, or the $1 single, the $2 single, not like my favorite combination there. So I think that $2, I think that $200 bankroll is a uh, good starting point and it gives you options with, uh, to be able to follow the profit plan and to get, um, you know, some, some MME, some 20 maxes in your contest mix there. But, um, but yeah, no, really good question there. Uh, those were our only two questions to get us going here. Um, I know it's only an, a two-game NBA slate, so not a lot to talk about on the NBA side. If anybody has any questions like, hey, you know, I was building my baseball lineups today and this thought popped in my head, you know, what do you think about that? Uh, there's still like a ton of baseball to play today. So if you guys had questions or weren't sure about something, building your main slate lineups, you know, DraftKings has this, six game afternoon slate and then they have the three game night slate that's going to be really big and then if you were playing on owner's box uh they're running a 10 game afternoon slate and then they're also running a three game night slate as well so i would i would be interested in, in seeing what kind of contest owner's box is offering if their main slate overlaid um probably going to get some overlay in some of their uh afternoon and night contests so just be aware of that um, you know, the best thing that you can do is, is take advantage of those type of opportunities, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hang around a little bit, see if any questions roll in. Uh, I had a great time building MLB lineups this morning. It was fun. I uh, had to, had to go dive into my, uh, my old notes from, from last season and see how I wanted to adjust those, uh, something that I've, I've, I've talked about from time to time, but, um, just wanted to kind of, uh, I think now is a good time to bring it up. Uh, really important to, to kind of write down your process, write down the core components of your process because seasons end and, you know, you move on to the next sport and then that season comes back around. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, how do I build lineups for this sport? What was my process like? You know, you spend an entire season dialing it in, making adjustments, getting rid of some aspects, adding in new aspects, um, you know, what, what, and you can easily forget that, right? You can, you can easily forget all of that. So I think it's really important. I just have like a word doc for every single sport that I play where it says, you know, do this, do this, do this. And then sometimes you get on, you know, let's say like you log on late and you don't have the amount of time that you usually have. You're in a little bit of a crunch. Uh, 
it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's, it's easier to sit down and like, okay, I don't know where to start, right? The best thing that you can do is just have something where you're like, okay, you know, relax. Let's just go step by step. Let's go step one, step two, and um, just kind of go from there. So I think that uh, having a written process allows you to not forget the important parts that do add value to your process and uh, gives you just some type of framework on a day-to-day basis to be consistent. And then, you know, if you do not have a repeatable process, it's really hard to judge if you're good or not. You know, a lot of players come into the show and they're like, Hey, you know, how do I judge my process? How do I know if I'm, if I'm uh, making bad decisions, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you're not doing the same exact thing every single day, you'll never be able to judge yourself. You'll never be able to figure that out. So another good reason to just have something to, to reference. All right. So now Matt said, we are watching baseball. No time for questions. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Uncrabby Cavi said, how did, how did you incorporate the new adjusted ownership into your process? So, uh, good question. Honestly, um, I was pretty surprised how, um, I, I guess I would just say like how close some of the adjusted ownerships, uh, were, you know, like even Acuna, you know, he's within four to five adjusted own, uh, Devers, you know, all these guys, like the adjusted ownership is not, wasn't super far off from, from hitters. It was a little higher, especially the pitchers, which were really even, um, I've been like doing a demo and, and explaining a lot of the adjusted ownership with hockey examples here. And I was like, kind of surprised how much more variant, like the top owned hockey plays were compared to MLB plays. Uh, to be honest, I just let Sabre score 2.0 handle it. Really. I think that, you know, one thing that I did do was I went in and looked at like what the top adjusted owns were versus ownership. Like I just talked about. So, so for me, it's like, okay, you know, uh, let's look at our batters. What are the biggest differences here? You know, how this, this just tells me how variant are these guys, right? That's kind of what I'm looking for here. And it's like, okay, you know, Acuna is, uh, you know, more variant than his ownership or, or, you know, I, I don't, I don't love the term. Like he's like bad chalk. I just think that, um, his, his, his results are a little more volatile. And then, you know, I checked out my pitchers, <clears throat> excuse me. So like these guys are, are, are pretty solid, pretty standard here. And then when I went into the post build, uh, what I did was I just made sure that my like highest exposed, my highest exposures were pitchers ahead of position players. I think it's like a concept we talked about uh, yesterday, but, but I am, I am much more happy with my highest exposures coming from pitchers and then, you know, having a much lower exposure to batters. I was messing around with mini neeks, uh, mini neeks handled this like really well for me. Uh, we, we can see it here. So if we go from like one mini unique, our top batter is 26% owned. And then when we go to five mini uniques, which is like half of the pool, uh, that position player drops down to less than 19% here. So that's exactly what I want to see. You know, I have five pitchers more exposed than my first batter here. Uh, that really falls in line with what I was kind of interpreting from adjusted ownership. So I think as long as I'm seeing a mix like this, I'm pretty happy with letting Sabre score do the work for me here. And then if we like go over to one of the Sabre score formulas here, uh, we did make some adjustments to this. Uh, I don't remember if there was like a big announcement or not, 
but um, we increased the weight of adjusted ownership for um, for baseball. I, I I believe for baseball. You know, when we had originally come out with these concepts, we had talked about having you know sports specific saber scores based on you know sport dynamics, correlations, uh, variance, etc. And and so we we did make the adjustment to MLB. Uh, this weight was a lot lower for, for NBA. My understanding was like negative 0.3, but now this is up to negative one. So, so we are weighting adjusted ownership a lot more in this baseball Sabre score formula here. So those are my thoughts on adjusted own and how I am uh, using it, interpreting it early in the baseball season. But all right. Everybody, uh, might be a quick, short show today. Uh, good luck in all of your MLB contests. Uh, we will be right back here tomorrow for our Friday show. If you guys have questions about baseball, you know, looking ahead to the Friday evening main slate, looking ahead to the weekend, uh, drop those questions in the office hours channel, it gets us a steady queue of questions to get the show rolling with. But until then, good luck in your contest. Take care, and I will see you. Bye.